I'm recording. Today, this is the Kings of Punk. This is Tyler Hammer. To my left, uh, Jake Razor. Hello, folks. This is just a little pre-introduction to our interview with Alex Hughes. Um, we do a little bit of introduction, but um, halfway, th- uh, not even halfway, 10, 15 minutes in, you, you come in. You were a little late to the interview. I was a little late. I was jamming with a new project that I'm working on, but... I hustled on over here and caught most of the interview, and I think it was a good one. Uh, I am less familiar with Alex's music than Tyler is and probably than some of our listeners, but I want to become more familiar with it. I've listened to some of it, but uh, he was a really cool guy with pretty diverse taste, and uh, I appreciated his understanding of music, you know? Yeah. He made some comments about uh, the art of making music that... I feel like I don't hear very often from punk and hardcore guys, and that is something I really appreciated. Yeah, yeah. And um, we had a pretty, we don't necessarily think we had a busy weekend, but uh, you went to a show last night. Yeah, I saw Slapshot, Sheer Terror, this band Skullcrack they were on tour with, and a local band called Borrowed Time. Um, Quick quick rundown, because those... uh, first three groups i mentioned are on tour together you may be able to catch them i'm not sure what their itinerary is like um sheer terror i think this is my third time seeing them maybe fourth time i think third time um they're always great paulie never disappoints with the banter he went on a great vac- uh vaccine rant yeah you were about how he, he just wants everyone to shut the fuck up uh and you don't get to you're talking about oh nobody can tell me what to do you drive the speed limit you pay your fucking taxes uh, he, he made some interesting <laughs> comments too about he was like, "Yo, I'm sick of this shit from audiences and even some of my quote unquote peers, where they're talking about they don't want politics and music. This is this is political music. You know, it was hardcore punk before it was hardcore. I know some of you don't come from where I come from. You come from heavy metal, whatever. <laughs> but and that's okay. I'm not trying to make fun of you. But this is about you know speaking your mind and fuck it if it makes somebody else mad, but don't be too much of a jerk about it. So yeah, he had a lot to say as you'd That's expect cool. from Paulie in this day and age, and they sounded really good. Good set Hell list. Yeah. Uh, Slapshot choke was great, impeccable. The band itself was kind of low energy. Seemed like they were just like DMS guys that he hired to play those songs. They were uh-huh. like looking at each other for cues and stuff, and it was kind of a drag. Uh, nice to hear some of those songs. I got a little little hype when they played uh, "Hang Up Your Boots." Um, Skullcrack didn't know what that was had uh, pretty low expectations but they were actually good I thought okay. it was going to be like more like Moshcore stuff and it was actually very punk uh, they're from California you can definitely hear the youth crew influence but with a little Ooh, bit of okay. a punk edge and uh, All right. Some kind of a crew. yeah but with like a rock and roll edge almost too. it almost reminded me of Leaking Head a little like if we swapped out the D-beat influence for more youth crew okay. like the guitarist was wankier than I am he did a lot of dive bombs but it worked a uh, really good agile drummer. Um, vocals were a little more modern sounding than I typically like, but they 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 were pretty sweet. I'm curious what their recording sound like. They had good catchy riffs, some good catchy choruses. Uh, nice blend of like punk and hardcore with uh, again youth crew vibe, but with a punk edge. Uh, I don't think they're straight edge either. Um, so yeah, good show overall. Good, you had a good time. Um, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Tour it's... is worth worth seeing. Um, curious what the Skull Crack recordings are like because could see it going either way on a record, but live, I I I enjoyed them. That's always nice when you get a like a opening band you never heard of and you decide not to check them out really, um, or you do and you're like yeah, it's whatever. And they end up they end up uh, you know pleasing you. They end up uh, 
subverting your expectations. I mean, the first thing I noticed about him was the drummer on his drum case had a sticker that said Unfree Denunzio um, in <laughs> reference to the vocalist from Infest, who I guess is really annoying. Um, yeah. Oh, man. We saw when we saw them at MDF, they were bad. That's what you've told me. Yeah. But That's like, unfortunate. I, I still had fun. Despise You was amazing. They played before them. And I don't. The thing is, I had only heard like bad things about live despise you. So, seeing despise you like kill it, and then seeing infest not kill it when I heard that like a few years prior at MDF they were like insane. Yeah, I've mostly heard good things about infest live, but I've heard a few very bad things. You know, I mean, they're about as old as you know. Uh, those guys, uh, you know, maybe a, like a, a sheer terror. Yeah, maybe. You know, you know yeah, probably about probably the same around age. the yeah, same. They age. started around the same time, so maybe it a makes few, sense. few years later, but still. Nick, when did sheer terror start? Technically, the first demo tracks are from like '83, I think. Really, but but in those early years, I somewhere thereabouts '83, '84, but they were very on and off, not really active. Lots of lineup changes for years. Okay. Um, Really, the lineup that people know and love, I think, came together like 86, 87. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know too much about Sheer Terror. Maybe we'll do a, a whole episode on them. That would, that would be a great one. Fun to do, episode. Yeah. But uh, this interview is really great. We're going to hit you guys maybe with a little bonus content. Yeah. On the you know, the tis, day of, of Queen. Tis, tis the season for, uh, you know, spooky stuff. A lot, lot of opportunities there. Um I think we're going to start out with uh, something almost obligatory, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm looking forward to it, and probably more bonus content soon. Stay tuned. And before we get to our interview with Alex Hughes, wanted to give a shout-out to our sponsors today. We're talking ShirleyRoadRecords.com and Syruphead. It's Syruphead.StoreEnvy.com. You can also check him out at Syrup underscore head underscore recordings on Instagram. Uh these are two great sources for a variety of extreme underground music, ranging from harsh noise to hardcore punk to death metal to every flavor of grindcore you could possibly imagine, including some pretty unsavory ones. And I mean that in a complimentary way, of course. And I think uh, if you are listening to this episode, you probably enjoy some of the more extreme stuff as our guest is a uh, purveyor of such uh acquired taste i think you can find something that you will enjoy at shirley road records and syrup head yeah def- definitely uh if you found this episode because you know about alex and not because you know about us and you're in the market to even just listen to some new music a uh, good place to start would be either of those websites they've got band camp links and all that good stuff and if you like something you can go ahead and buy it so check out shirleyroadrecords.com and when you go there if you purchase anything, you can use a promo code COPPOD10, that's K-O-P-P-O-D-10, to get 10% off your order, and that's syruphead.storeenvy.com. That's right. Check out our boy John. He's got the finest of wares. You know, there's going to be something for you. So let's get to our interview. Hello, everyone. This is the Kings of Punk podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Hammer, and this is a special episode we got. Alex Hughes from many different projects. You probably would know him from Hatred Surge, um, Machine Gun Romantics, Holy Money. He's uh, been in a ton of different bands and projects over the years. 
and we are very happy to have him on. I don't know if I can tell you, but thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how, how are things uh, on your uh, neck of the woods, Alex? Um, I mean, I guess as far as like the last couple of years, like mm-hmm. uh, it's been a weird, <laughs> it's been a weird time, but yeah, making it, making it work. Um, yeah, not up to much uh, except for these, uh, these surge gigs coming up. I've been kind of laying low as far as music, but just, you know, hanging out at the house with the, with the kid mostly. <laughs> nice. I'm really excited. Um, when I saw that they got announced, I like almost kind of couldn't believe it. I was like, Oh, hatred surge is back. Like, and they're playing in New York city and they're Hell playing yeah. with iron Lung. Like <laughs> I got, um, yeah. I got the ticket for the second day. All um, right on. And me and, uh, me and, uh, my, one of my bandmates vocalists in my bands is, are going to be down there. Hell yeah. Yeah. This really man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked. I feel like, uh, the lineups are killer too. Like I, I, I don't know. Couldn't, couldn't ask for anything better. It's just like, all right. Yeah. This is all, this is all happening. This is cool. Yeah. The only, yeah. I've been this telling people, it's like the only thing that could be better is on the second show. If Mindy racer was a band still. I know. Yeah. We talked about like, why, why can't we just do the, the brutal supremacy gig? Yeah. You know? Right. <clears throat> Let me, I mean, I guess it kind of portrays to one of my questions. Um, you've had like different kind of lineups over the years um, mm-hmm. with Hatred Search, I think starting as like a solo project and like yes. when it first started. Um, do you, if you can say, is there like a specific lineup that's going to be for this? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's me and Chris Olsh on guitar, Mike Sharp on drums, the, the same us like the same i guess core units since uh deconstruct so okay oh sick yeah that's that's pretty much been like you know the mainstay like i wouldn't i wouldn't do it with anybody else <laughs> nice <laughs> um to go to another of my questions um one of my buddies tuka uh from canada toronto shout out to him he wanted to know what it was like playing with like uh, the endless blockade and i also know that like early on hatred surge did like st- you had like insect warfare is like the backing lineup. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause then I think with the endless blockade, you toured Europe, if I'm correct. It, it was, yeah, it was, it was still me and John and Jensen from iron Lung, And then Ben, who played guitar in blockade. He, okay. he also played second guitar. So it was like a, Ooh. a true like <laughs> wall of sound with like having, I mean, that's the only time we've ever had two guitar players. So it really felt like, Oh, oh shit. This is <laughs> yeah yeah did you yeah. um was that kind of like a necessity kind of thing to do that um, did you just not have a lineup like in like texas right yeah yeah pretty much so i can i could give you a, a brief run through because also i think the internet <laughs> there's a couple there's a couple things that say like the band started as a quartet focused around like you know members <laughs> that came way later on and there's also things on the net that say like uh formed formed after quitting insect warfare no, 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 no. This is not. <laughs> it's not any of this went happened. We're, folks, you're so, going to get the definitive take on uh, hatred search now. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So started yes as a complete solo project. Um, just recorded it in my apartment on a four track, and um, I played three shows uh, with <laughs> with the drum tracks from the seven inch on an iPod and I just played bass and did vocals over it. I did I only did it three times. 
And I don't know if I don't know if you've ever had to play with a drum machine or a pre-recorded drum drum track, but it it doesn't work like for me at least live. It like feels like steering a ship. That's like, oh, I just I, someone I, I'm going with adrenaline, and the drums are like, I'm just this is what happened on the recording. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, didn't want to do that for very long. Um, and then uh, when I started doing that, I was already playing. Uh, we were like finishing Machine Gun Romantics and Knuckle Scraper was also just kind of coming right at the tail end of that too. So it was like, this was like 2005. Um, I joined Insect Warfare after, um, after Knuckle Scraper was done too. Like, I think we maybe were around right at the same time, but Surge demo had already been recorded. Insect Warfare demo, I can't remember the exact date, but it's sometime around the exact same year. And like, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even know that, that was, happening really like Bo it was kind of like a, a secret thing and then it was just like oh man we got these bands going and like yeah so I switched I switched or I started playing bass and insight when Bo moved to guitar after uh, after Neil Neil left and uh you know got these tours or you know a West Coast tour set up and Bo was like hey we should just why don't we just do Patriot Search too like since we already doing the split and stuff so yeah makes sense. yeah so we're like okay yeah let's do it so and then uh yeah I mean after that um I guess that was we did we did one more insect tour that i did with them it was like that full u.s tour in 2006 and uh, a few of those shows we did hatred surge but it wasn't announced like the first tour mm-hmm. and uh, after that tour was not long after i i quit insect to play in iron age and then mm-hmm. you know yep. Bo was busy doing insects i didn't want to we weren't even living in the same city anymore so it was just kind of like this is also a running theme with hatred surge is like moving around and then being like well i can't really do this anymore because i'm like two or three hours away from people and you know so yeah that makes yeah sense. but yeah the iron lung thing oh, oh i was uh the iron lung thing came out of a show we played together in baltimore jensen was like hey let's you should just like have us play with you and i was like yes, oh let's do that. yeah That's it cool. just kind of came out of the blue like a show that happened in baltimore uh kind of an infamous gig in baltimore where it was like 10 bands and then I think there was nine paid people because everyone in Baltimore was at a zombie walk. Let me, I was going to bring this up. Um, cause we're based in Rochester and I, be, I may, this might be the gig that I'm thinking of. I was trying to find the flyer for it. Uh-huh. It was like iron long, like in, there's this, I don't know if it was Baltimore and Jersey. It's like iron lung, uh, hatred surge, maybe not, uh, insect warfare, chainsaw to the face. Like yeah. entropy, and I know Spoonful of Vicodin from here play too. I don't know it's, if does it have does it have a Hello Kitty on it? I think it does. I just remember it was That's... like a ton of bands, and my friends in Chainsaw to the Face were like, "Yes, I remember that show was awesome," and like <laughs> twenty people maybe paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, I think it was. I think it was actually nine paid people, but there was okay. I think friends, friends of bands and that kind of stuff. But so you know, it was just like you know, playing for each other, being like, "All right, cool." <laughs> yeah, something where if you like, I remember seeing and being like, "This would be like a fest in and of itself." Nowadays, where like right. it would sell out immediately, um, right? But like usually, and this has happened so much as I've known people throughout like all the different various eras of grindcore and power violence. So it's like, yeah, this show looks amazing, but like, yeah, like 20 people and the 10 people showed up. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we played a show on that, that European tour that you were, you were talking about. Uh, we played a show and it was in Alborg, Denmark. And uh, 
I think there was, I think three, four, maybe five paid people, <laughs> but we felt less, we felt less shitty because apparently the day before was the subhumans, like the subhumans. Oh. And, and there was 20 people. So we were like, oh. okay, I mean, compared to, you know, this classic band, we, you know, we did all right, I guess. Five yeah, people compared to 20. <laughs> I remember um, my friend Ben who played, who drummed in Chainsaw the Face, one of his bands was playing in like Germany and he was like, this is, I think either no one paid or like less than three. And he's like, this is the <laughs> most poorly attended show I've ever been to. And I'm like 3000 miles away from home. <laughs> it's really just like, damn, that's like, it's, it's fine. We played a show in one of my bands played a show in Buffalo and there, no one really showed up like zero people showed up. So we were just like, uh, yeah, let's, we're just not going to play. We'll watch the other bands who set up, but we're not gonna like play at all. <laughs> we could just drive home. It's like a yeah. yeah. So Iron, so you you play with you have Iron Lung as a backing band. I know you do the collab with them. Yeah, yeah. The collab came came after doing the, the tours together. So yeah, in two thousand seven, we uh, we did a West Coast tour. Um, it was Iron Lung, Endless Blockade, and Hatred Surge, and so that was like the first time we had ever. I guess played live together. Mm -hmm. uh, so I flew up like a week before that, and we just practiced for a bit, and then hit the road. And um, yeah, did that tour as maybe a two week tour, and then a few months later, we did that European tour uh, with Blockade Surge Long again. And um, yeah, and then later, same year in the fall, Iron Lung came through Texas, and uh, I had like just moved to Austin, just gotten out of like a super long relationship. And, was kind of like, I don't really have a place to live. I kind of have a place to live. And Jensen was like, hey, just come with us. And I was like, all right, cool. So I grabbed my bass and then we, you know, played most of the East Coast was Surge and Iron Lung. And, at, you know, at that point we were, we were playing, you know, Hatred Surge and Iron Lung songs, like in a whole set together. It was, it was, oh, wow. it was a, lot of, a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. Damn, yeah. that sounds, oh, stuff like that is just like, because my, um, my favorite era of like power violence is like where you are like, this what we're talking about right now like yeah like the, Iron the Lung, mid 2000s kind of the yeah. 625 kind of like heyday um we'll say like that era is like and i think it's kind of now getting a resurgence mm -hmm. um i feel like it was kind of slept on people always want to talk about like you know no comment and um crossed out and i love that stuff right like right. with my heart but yeah. it's just i think there's something a little special about like what you did and like iron lung and this blockade and this blockade is probably like my favorite band oh man um, yeah dude those guys I, andy nolan is like he's he's a dude okay. a dude for life one of my best friends yeah yeah let me uh go back before hatred surge you played in a couple bands um the first band they like recorded i think maybe recorded something with was power butt yeah <laughs> um kind of like uh i i've if I'm trying to remember what it sounds like, kind of like goofier. It's way goofy, like, yeah. It's um, when when thrash was wacky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a, a good a good era. I usually don't like like funny kind of bands, but like right. that kind of arrow, like especially like we'll say like when Spaz like was really kind of like popping off in the late '90s. I will say, like, yeah, that stuff is always like fun to listen to. That was, I mean, that was like the ultimate. Like that's what. That was the the driving force behind doing power, but it was like, yes, Spaz is like the greatest band. So yeah, way, <laughs> yeah. way, way a huge Spaz fan. Yeah, yeah. 
when did you um because you so you played bass in that band and then with machine girl romantics which came after it you played drums mm-hmm. like yeah how did you get into like playing like i guess playing music like in instruments and like what made you want to like be able to like play multiple instruments um so i mean uh i've been way into music since i guess elementary school i mean just loved i loved what i was hearing on the radio and it was like guns and roses and metallica that kind of stuff you know just like uh nirvana um you know hugely into all that stuff really wanted to play guitar um and anytime i guess in junior high i i i wanted to play guitar but really really wanted to play drums and uh it was a (laughs) it was more of an issue of uh drums would be too loud in the house so you should play something Mm -hmm. else so i i picked bass and uh played string bass and orchestra and uh but also wanted to like you know use that as kind of like a jumping point to like okay i can learn how to play guitar or whatever after i you know while learning how to do this so yeah yeah and uh drums you know it just kept i kept pushing to be like i really really want to play drums i have to find a way to play drums so it's like any chance i got um you know would just play on someone else's kit like charles from power but i've known him since sixth grade and so anytime i go to his house he just let me like play on this kit uh, eventually it was a thing where I had a friend uh, who he was in, he was in the jazz band with me and he just like let, he let me uh, just borrow a kit for a whole summer. Oh, and then wow. after that, yeah. Then Charles just kind of left his kid at my house. So I just had, it was kind of a, sorry, mom, I know uh, this was too loud, but now, now there's just drums <laughs> in my room all the time. <laughs> Sick. That's all. Yeah. That's the, um, my co-host, uh, we got Jake Razor. He's uh, in, he just arrived. Um, I remember him telling me that he wanted to play drums first, Mm. but classic, as you said, your parents too loud, (laughs) too loud, too too much noise, um, way too much noise. (laughs) One, one moment folks. Yeah. One, keep going. um, So did that like, I guess what, what got you into like punk or like hardcore kind of stuff? Cause I would say, Uh, um, Power violence is that kind of genre we're talking about is more like punk based, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, um, I was, let's see, I guess like junior high, I met Charles, uh, like sixth grade. His brother uh, was a couple years older than us, and they were like way into death metal. Uh, like, so I'm, like, I'm hearing like lots of like 90s relapse stuff, like Exit 13. But then I'm also hearing stuff like obituary and they were also into stuff like helmet. So it was just kind of this like amalgam of like really heavy nineties music. And, uh, uh, I, I went to a different junior high in eighth grade and Charles, Charles stayed at that one. So when I went to the other, other junior high, uh, I met some skater kids, uh, who were like, uh, into like, I don't know, Nirvana and stuff that I was into, but they were also like ahead into like, epitaph stuff so they were like mm-hmm. listening to rancid and yeah. no effects and all that kind of stuff and so that was kind of like entryway into punk and then a friend of mine who moved away uh that same year he moved to nebraska i don't know how he got into all this rad shit while he was in nebraska nebraska yeah that's nebraska <laughs> yeah yeah he started sending me mixtapes and it was like the first agnostic front seven inch uh oh, okay. charles bronson uh Asuk. like all this stuff was yeah. just kind of mixed up on this tape and i was like what the f- this is like 
because I had already kind of like been into metal for a little bit. And I was like, this is, this is like punk to the next level, you know, like I'm way, you know, whatever this is, this is what I'm like, I want to figure out. I want to find out more, you know? So yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That was, that was the entryway into the, I guess, you know, sound pollution, slap a hand, 65, all that kind of, oh, yeah. all that good stuff. Sick. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you, um, this is Jake, by the way. Hi, nice hey. to meet you. Hey, Sorry. you too, man. Sorry that I'm late. Had some scheduling uh, switch switch ups this weekend, but it's. Um, thank uh, you for coming on. Yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, we. Is, is my mic yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's he hears. I can. I can't hear you, but that's just how Zoom is. <laughs> that's um, how it works. Okay. <laughs> we did a whole series where we uh, pitted every slap ham release against each other, um, and I think slap ham is one of the most important. Like labels and like the underground i think it's for like the 90s and stuff like that i wanted to ask do you have a favorite slap a ham release um let's see um shit favorite that's like hard insanely hard question it is it is insane <laughs> it's like i keep thinking like i'm gonna come on this thing and i'm gonna know some know some of my answers to yeah. whatever questions get thrown like, i don't know uh i mean Dude, the, I mean, the, the, the first Liard comp is like a mind blower when you hear about it, you know, being mm -hmm. a teenager and being like, what? There's like a hundred bands on the seven inch and like everything is totally insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that's a good, that's a great one. Uh, even like, I mean, even the Fiesta Comes Alive is another one that was just like, a, whoa, here's all this stuff like just thrown at you. Like, yeah, that's, that uh, was like, uh, for me, that's like, someone was like, what's, what are some bands that I want to get into from like, like, I like this band. If I had to show them like one band, one release where it's like, this is what you need to listen to, I think Fiesta comes live because it has like every sick band. Yeah. From that yeah. Era. Totally. Yeah. It's, yeah, just spans like beyond, you know, West Coast. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think, you know, I, I listened to one of the, I listened to the, I think the, the Power Violence episodes that you guys did and like, yeah, totally. It's just like, oh, and also his hero's gone. Also, yep. just Gordon's Texas. It's just like, fuck. Yeah, like cavity and stuff like that. Like it goes yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, I yeah. was, I was gonna. If favorite was was too broad, I was gonna rephrase that as, um, if someone wasn't familiar with the label or with that style of music, where would you have them start? I think that comp is not a bad pick for that. Yeah. No, normally, I'm iffy on like telling people to start with a live recording, but that one, I think it it, it would. Uh, be sufficient to at least have them understand kind of because it's weird it's all these different bands and it's live recordings but the energy on it is all kind of similar which is kind of what joins all that stuff together yeah just, yeah just very abrasive very like um you can feel the diy in it which i think yeah, is yeah. pretty pretty unique to that milieu and i think that's the kind of thing you're either going to like it or not when you're exposed to mm -hmm. it and that would be a, that would be a good test for somebody would be having them listen to that comp It'd be yeah, funny if sure. the first song someone listens to is like the one MDC song. Which, um, <laughs> I just remember all of us being like, yeah, this is uh it's is a that, funny. It's the, um, what it's, is it? It's called it's like, when, it's, it's when his voice is like, at this point, just being like, duh, duh, duh. Like, yes. Like, yeah. Whoa, what are you doing? Man? I, like, the song's called like Nazis shouldn't drive. And I'm like, I don't know, man, for the dead cops band, like, you couldn't come up with a stronger statement than that. Like a, a lot of people can't drive. That's like what you say about old, old people. Like, well, it's about Ian Stewart Donaldson. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't have the context. Cause uh, that was like, 
probably around the time he, he goes born, watch but... out for that tree you know that's a that's a little funny but at the same time if you're gonna make it a bit about ian stewart like there's so much more you could do man yeah, there that. is man mdc i dude i remember you know the, the first those first two releases i guess that come as that like you know combo it's like dead cops and million yeah. cops or whatever whatever that combo thing is and uh just like hearing that like i think before getting into like grind and power violence I me mean, like this is insane like and then getting into power violence and grind and getting something like the split with capitalist casualties and be like, holy shit, NBC is doing a split with capitalist casualties. And I'd yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> is there is there any like Texas kind of hardcore stuff that you like find yourself attracted to when you were like getting into it? Uh yeah. I mean, uh, you know, okay, so right after getting into like all this stuff, um, uh, I guess freshman year in high school, um, uh, the first like DIY gig I went to, the first punk show I went to was fucking Voodoo Glow Skulls at, at this venue in, in Houston. But the first like, oh, go ahead. Yeah. What What is that band? I've been hearing that name for like 15 years and I don't understand what it is. Is it like oh, Rockabilly? No, it's it's like, it's like, uh, I guess like Scott Core. It's like third wave I Scott. See, I don't see. know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's All like, right. they, have, they have like hardcore parts, but they're also like, yeah, yeah it's one of it's one of those like i don't know like little kid didn't take his meds core bands yeah <laughs> um i got you yeah but yeah same year like not not really much longer after that um uh a couple friends of mine had that grimple logical nonsense split and we were like really stoked on that just like this is some ugly shit and then mm -hmm. they just the same year that we got into them they did a tour and it was so kind of out of the blue so that was the first DIY show I went to. It was at Sound Exchange in Houston. It was Grimple and Pretty Little Flower, and they had only Ooh. been a band. Yeah, they had only been a band for I don't know, maybe a year or two at that point. Like I think all they had was that split seven inch with Negative Step, and so that was the first. PLF was like the first grind band that I saw, and I was like, "Whoa, this is a you know these are guys that are my age, and like they're playing this shit. This yeah. is crazy." Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, good friends with uh, Dave. Yes, um, played Dave. with him uh, a bunch. Uh, always uh, like seeing him yeah um, love dave that's cool yeah texas has like i think not like slept on but like it's kind of a little bit of a different scene uh i guess oh man i, I like there, yeah, there's yeah there's all there's all sorts of yeah go ahead, go ahead. There's all i was gonna say um like butthole surfers i guess is mm -hmm. like they're from texas right yeah yes yeah. yeah yeah they're like but, yeah they're speaking, of NBC, hardcore, but... speaking of NBC, the stains i mean that's the, the stains started there yeah the scene there the scene there in the 80s, I remember when I was learning about like American hardcore stuff as a teenager, seemed like it always had kind of a unique energy to it. I mean, like, yeah, big, big boys and the dicks and stuff. It was like, oh, yeah, very like yeah. A, a lot of it seemed like people having fun, I guess, for lack of a uh, more eloquent way to put it. Less, <laughs> less of like the violence you would see in other cities and stuff and a, a little more creativity, which is is cool. Yeah, yeah, man, I, I you know, DRI younger. DRI is from from Houston. They're from Houston. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's like I mean that is like proto grind power violence stuff. You know? Oh that's, for sure. The first EP yeah. is like that. That's definitely the start of something you can hear yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, Do you man? Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say there's you know uh, there's there's just been there's been bands throughout the years that like I feel like also just kind of get like I don't know untouched or unnoticed or not as much recognition recognition as they should i'm sure it's the same way from where you guys are from but 
there's a band that has an LP out that's kind of like a collection of songs that they had written for a while. Uh, Clay, who does Rescue from Life, put out recently. It's a band called Garuda. They're from Fort Worth. And they play like, they're around from like, I guess like maybe 99 to like 2005. And then they've kind of just been like in and out here and there. But man, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. There's, there's just, there's really heavy shit out there that I think a lot of people don't know about. Gar- Garuda, you said it was called? Yeah. I'm always looking for kind of underappreciated stuff. So we'll have to make a note of that one. Then. Oh, yeah. There's, um, like, I don't know, like, Rochester and, like, the, we'll, we'll say the Western New York scene has, like, a ton of stuff that I think a lot of people would really fuck with, like, or have, like, sound like stuff that people are, like, have been into over the years, but, like. Mm. Or, sh- or shit that people were, you know, there's, oh, in Rochester's always, like, oh, there's this great band from here that sounds, like, kind of close to, like what everybody else was into two years ago but like it's it's yeah. that's you know that's how it goes here yeah you know I, yeah i guess bringing it back to fiesta comes alive but you know i think burned a blood dries on there too yeah they have tracks on there because i know slap am released one of those seven inches too yeah that, that's a band that's like you know they were they were around you know around that time but i feel like if that was a band that like just kind of popped up now people would be like holy shit this band like you know they're um but, they're still a band i guess yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, I saw like them on a flyer with negative approach, and I was like, "That that's still a band." Like, <laughs> yeah, Yo, that's sick. Which yeah. one? Which one? I didn't catch the band name. What Burned was up, blood dry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We let's yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, remember that. The clone slaves for slaves. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, just, heavy, I enjoyed that man. one. That's very heavy. Yeah. It's a kind of crusty sounding one, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah I like, like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. That's hell. Yeah. That's that's sick. Texas. Texas. Great. Rochester. I think also great, but um, uh, <laughs> working on it, yeah, working, working <laughs> on it, you know. Um, what I guess in regards to like the reunion, I guess reunion stuff with uh, hatred surge, like what made you want to like kind of play again? Was it just like a schedule kind of thing? Yeah, it's a schedule thing, really. I mean, um, we tried to do something a few years ago that didn't pan out, and then uh, since then we've been like, okay, how do we, how can we like really arrange something and it was kind of like it's more more um i guess it's a little more difficult than it used to be because chris chris moved to uh, philadelphia so it's me and mike are in austin right now but chris is in philly and like when the band stopped stopped going in 2013 i moved to houston and uh we tried doing it for like a year or so and i was like this is just like i i moved to houston because i could not get any decent work in Austin like I just have been delivering food essentially and doing odd jobs for like I don't know six years or so and I was like I gotta I gotta I gotta get out of just like I'm gonna just be doing this fucking forever if I if I if I want to or I don't really want to do that so yeah it was it's long distance bands man I I can't I I can't do it anymore it's unless it's a recording project I can't really be like yeah I can I can drive three hours and hope I make it on time and play a show and drag all the shit out and yeah it's yeah that would also drive me nuts because i mean okay so you have what you have to do that you just described that's annoying i the part that would frustrate me would be like having to count on other people to also do that in order to like if there's a show i wanted to play like that can be stressful enough when people live you know uh 10 minutes away like totally knowing get knowing that everyone's going to do everything they have to do and and the like anxiety of assessing which shows are worth it, et cetera. Like I, I've never done a long distance band. I could, 
I've done bands where like people lived a city way and even that like led to like a lot of conflict and stress. So I, I can't imagine. Yeah. You gotta be able to like vibe with people and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, I, the thing about uh, like, you know, doing a band that I, that I like more than anything is being able to just like practice every week. Like that's, yeah. that's what being oh, yeah. a band is, you know, it's like hanging out with your friends, you know, playing the tunes and, I, you know, when that's not there, when it's like, okay, we have to find a way to, to, to do this, you know, or it's not going to happen. Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm, you know, I, I feel like for myself, at least I like, I need, I need some rehearsing time. Like, I can't just be like, we're just going to play. I haven't played these songs yeah. in a long time. We'll just do it. And it's, no, it's not good. That's, <laughs> it's not um, that's like so many bands I feel nowadays is that like, they're just like so far apart. So like um, that, that band, this band candy from Buffalo worked from Buffalo I think every single member lives somewhere else. Oh shit! Like, and it's like, at the very least, I remember there's at one point their singer lived in Buffalo, and then the rest of them lived in like Richmond, and they would like come up to Buffalo, and it's just like, that's fucking. Funny. That is <laughs> our. So we had someone, our buddy Tommy, was playing bass in one of our bands. He he lives in Virginia, mm-hmm. and like this is like peak pandemic, so it was just like, oh yeah, we'll just kind of come up and rehearse when whenever we necessarily need to and whenever we can he was playing in another band up here that band ended up blowing up kind of so kind of really not a thing that we can kind of do anymore and even then it's just like it's like a six hour drive that's like fucking like yeah it's a lot like that's a lot man that's 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 putting in so much like faith and time to be like this is gonna work yeah and like not being able to like You'd have to also been be able to take a few more days off than you normally want to mm-hmm. to do that to be able to like if you wanted to do it like two or three like days in a row. Yeah. And that's just like yeah, just uh that's not very fun. Um, <laughs> well we have a we have a couple listener questions here. Sure. So load yeah. that one up. Um I mentioned one from our buddy Tuka uh, earlier and then um excuse me, Jay Tishy, I believe sorry Jay if I'm pronouncing your name wrong from sidetracked yes he wanted to know how do you think of the current state of power violence compares to the 625 have day of the mid to late 2000s that hatred surge was involved in so like what do you think of the current scene right now um i i try to like i really try to stay on top of anything i think Bandcamp has been hugely helpful to just like stay on top of current current music especially hardcore and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and uh yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I, I'm, I'm like right now, I'm, I'm way stoked on that band Compassion that's playing that, that second show with us. Mm, I mean, that's, that's, that's I think, a prime example of like a band doing, you know, grinding power violence kind of stuff that's like aggressive and like, I don't know, not, um, not relying on just, uh, okay, I guess here's where I can kind of delve into where, uh, okay there seems to be like more focus on like i don't know there's more focus on on a, i guess like having a breakdown than anything than before i don't know what what that is but i don't know if that's also just me being like i've just heard all this stuff for a long time now and that's i don't know it, it's it's I, I what i like about compassion is that they're they're kind of just like changing it up constantly there's they're, mm-hmm. they're not hanging out on anything for too long it's like yeah this is keeping me like whoa fuck what are you gonna do next like a uh, mellow harsher is another yes oh, yeah, love mellow just like 
fuck man it's a just a a, a blaze of fucking shit you know like i don't know i don't i don't want to i i don't want to harp too hard on like bands that are doing what they want to do you know so yeah but yeah there's 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 some some sick stuff out there for sure i know I, what I, I know what you're saying though like the breakdown and like i love a good breakdown in a song but it is like and I don't, I can't speak to anyone's intent, but sometimes I'll listen to a band and I'm like, they are just aiming for like crowd pleasers with like, yeah. all right, all right. So most of the songs an afterthought. And then this is like a hype part. It's like, uh, it's like when dubstep started being really bad, they started just, just adding, it was just all about the drop. Um, yeah, exactly. but like, and like bands were switched up like that. Like I, um, we played with this, uh, I more of just like a punk band illiterates the other day leaking head played with. And that was what I was struck by is like, they would play like a breakdown part, but it would be 15 seconds. So it was almost mm -hmm. like a tease. And yeah. like, I loved it. Cause it keeps you in. I, I think I've said this before on the podcast. I know I've said it elsewhere. Like in any band, I think number one thing you got to think about, especially if you're playing live is like, keep the audience engaged. Like don't let them mm -hmm. like the whole time, not just for the, you know the part where they get to dance like keep, keep yeah, them engaged yeah. keep them yeah. wanting to know what happens next and any band that can do that in any style i i will probably you know the nature of it is such that i'll probably be down with it you know because they keep me engaged <laughs> yeah. so that's yeah good. yeah compassion you said was the name of the band was the name of the band yeah yeah i'll have to look that i'll From, add that to the I list too. new york baby oh yeah. nice baby Big apple. Oh. i would say i know exactly what you mean i think the difference is um and I'll complain about this all day. Um, <laughs> uh, people that are into power violence coming from a hardcore background, like a uh, hardcore, hardcore background versus yeah. people that are just more into eclectic, weirder kind of music, if that makes yeah, sense. Totally. Um, yeah. And because like I immediately when you say that, when you say mention breakdown and power violence, I just think of Regional Justice Center, who I really like. Uh, uh, it just is one of those things where like, I could use more than a 10 minute LP. Sorry. Um, you know, uh, sorry to Jay. Cause I remember he being like, Oh, what's wrong? Like, give me, I don't know, 12 minutes. Like <laughs> just write two more songs. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and they have a lot of very like hardcore sounding breakdown. Yeah. Bands. They're, I mean, uh, yeah, they're very, yeah. They're very much a hardcore band. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that, like... Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just think that, like, when you, like, have this... This is why I love power violence is because it's uh, so, like, the there's so much depth to it. E even in, like, the first couple wave of bands. Like, mm -hmm. A Man is the Bastards is power violence, but so is Crossed Out. They kind right. of don't really sound that similar. Like, Man is the Bastard isn't a fast band. Right, um, right. And you know they'll have like weird noise stuff. I mean, uh, I think I mean what you're about. Yeah, crossed out. I think is the that is the like uh, that's the band that does it. That as far as uh, that's where we get like people being like, oh, I want the crossed out part. Yes, give me that's, the crossed out part. I Can I have that. another crossed out part? Like <laughs> that's that yeah. I was thinking that, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like I, I really. Uh, you know, like I was saying earlier, I, I, Spaz was like, you know, the my entry into like all this as far as, and I feel like, uh, you know, a Spaz, a Spaz breakdown is like chef's kiss. You know, it's like mm -hmm. that's 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 the appropriate amount of time that I wanted. Like, here's a, here's a, like a mosh part that's like two seconds, and then it's back into you know whatever. Like, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think crossed out really for a lot of kids that like 
um, you know, got into, you know, I guess power violence through more hardcore stuff than punk or, you know, hearing metal or grind or I don't know, whatever, I, you know, just, you know, there's the, the crossfire kind of exemplifies that. Like, they, you know, I think they even said themselves like negative effects and swans was like the two, like, that's the secret combo for, mm. <laughs> that's the secret combo for cross that. So you, you think about that. It's like, yeah, that's cross that. <laughs> yeah. The power, yeah, vi- the power violence thing is kind of like, and I'm like less, not nearly as familiar with the genre as either of you guys, but it strikes me as one of those things, one of those genres where it's both like extremely limited, but also has like a, a ton of room to experiment somehow. It's yes. like kind of paradoxical so. in that way. It's like there's like a limited range of like how the music can feel and the kind of sounds you can use to an extent. But at the same time, you can experiment a lot for all the reasons like you guys just laid out there. And it doesn't that doesn't like make sense, but that's how it is. And that's kind of how like punk is generally, which is something I, I appreciate about it. I was going to say, like, I think the best to kind of move that to punk, like if you tell me your band sounds like 80s U.S. hardcore, mm-hmm. like I'm probably thinking negative approach, SSD, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not thinking Black Flag. You know, right. I'm not thinking like the wipers or something like that. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. necessarily strap hardcore, but like, you know, uh, there's a lot of room. So when you say your band sounds like power violence, a lot of people immediately go to like no comment crossed out or if depending if you have like two bass players, like a water torture, man is a mm-hmm. bastard. Yeah. But there's like the the no less boxed in seven inch. That's like yeah. power violence. And no yeah. one's, there's like one band, this band Democide uh, from Chicago that we played with at this fest. They're like one of the only bands that I think kind of sound like that. Um, it's like West, West, Bay. West Bay. Yeah. West Bay I mean, sound. That, yeah. That stuff, I mean, dude, like Kindred from Plutocracy, like everything he touched, like all that, like agent stuff, and no less. And, um, uh, there's there's a there's a, a brief band called bullshit excuse um i think he was oh man it's just all that stuff is just like its own wild fucking thing and that's you know redwood city all that that's like spaz and you know pluto and all that stuff it's all from that that area so i i think if uh to our listeners if you're an aspiring young person trying to start a power violence band uh maybe try and emulate something other than the crossed out because uh i think i'll it would be hard it's very easy to write a crossed out breakdown but i think a lot of people would there's a lot of there's a lot of depth to it um and that's why i I like it so much i think i agree man i agree yeah i I feel like uh yeah i like like i was just saying yeah i don't know crossed out just kind of i feel like they they kind of they kind of dominate what people think of as far as Mm. This is who this is power, you know. That's the penultimate power balance band, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for good reason. I don't know. For good like, reason. I mean, they are like, yeah. That that stuff is is fucking brutal. Yeah. Regarding like power violence, I guess uh, uh, with hatred surge, um, like the last like full release was human overdose. Yes, I believe. Um, that kind of is a little bit of a departure from the typical. PV sounds exploring more death metal mm. kind of sounds. Um, some people like it. Uh, mm. I've kind of it's it's grown on me over the years. I remember not like I'm be honest, not liking it too much. Yeah, yeah. Like, this no, is I, a little, I, this is different. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, it is, it is, it is a, it is a polarizing record for anyone that was into like the earlier stuff for sure. I feel like, I mean, it is, yeah, there's more death metal in there for sure. What made you like want to like approach that kind of sound? Like, um, man, I, you know, I, I feel like I, I, uh, doing the band, especially as a solo project, I had always wanted to. I think do more than what I could. I, I felt like uh, limited as far as like, this is, this is really what I can do. This is, this is what I can memorize. <laughs> cause usually I record, I always record the drums first. Cause it's kind of like what I was saying about trying to play with a recorded drum track live. It's the same thing as if you recorded guitar first and tried to play drums to it. It's like, I don't know. Unless you're using a click track, I don't know how anyone's steering that ship, you know. So, <laughs> so I feel like uh, I I kind of I kind of toyed with like death metal parts here and there, you, you know. On the first seven inch, the insect warfare split, like you can hear little little bits of like, oh, there's just like a slight like little death metal part in there. And uh, I mean, I think doing you know doing hatred surge at the same time I was doing. Insect Warfare, Mammoth Grinder, Iron Age, like all this was happening within a few years. Like I was like playing a lot of death metal influence stuff. And then also just like all, all the time listening to Carcass and Napalm and Terrorizer and stuff like that. And just like, that's just like drilled into my brain, you know? And so playing with Chris and Mike, we did Deconstruct and like most of that was uh, me and Mike in a, in a practice space, just like, just going going to town on shit and like letting yeah. you know letting apart just like just seeing what happens because I'd never had that experience writing any hatred search stuff like being able to bounce ideas off anybody so it was like oh like here's here's what we can do so that deconstruct is like kind of the beginning of like oh we can I can expand some ideas a little longer if I want to like Mike mm -hmm. is like an incredible drummer and Chris is an incredible guitar player and so having these two guys like that can just truly play anything i'm like can you let's do this like here's you know whatever and so by the time we're finished deconstruct we're doing the brutal supremacy tracks and the mammoth grinder split tracks on to human overdose and it's like like it's kind of like a why not why can't why, why not just yeah. keep going like let's just keep fucking hey blast for 30 seconds straight like just let's just make this like you know i don't know like the death grind thing that I always had kind of been like, eventually, you know, something you can have, <laughs> you can have a band that can play what you want to, and you can do something like mentally murdered by a mm -hmm. death, you know, where yeah. you're like, holy shit, like 1989, it's just like, that's music. Like what, what has happened since, since, like what has happened since 89 and 90, that's been mm -hmm. more extreme than like, like all that stuff coming out at the, at those two years, like, it's like Neanderthal, Terrorizer, that Napalm Death record, ASUC, like all this stuff is coming out yeah. right at that like end of the uh, end of that decade. And it's like, oh my God, I don't know. I, I always wanted to do something that's like at that like level of like, I don't know, just beyond a 20, beyond a 20 second, you know, song that I can do by myself. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Cause like, yeah. How long, how many times can you do? Yeah. A 20 second song. Like, yeah yeah i guess some people some not. people that's their that's their thing man you know i you know i i yeah some people can do that and do it forever that's kudos to them i you know yeah 
I was I immediately thought of Jay from Sidetrack because all the Sidetrack songs are. <laughs> Jay said that, that message. And I was like, Jay fucking has been doing this like noise per thing for a while, and I'm like. I'm, dude, it's it's wild. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's truly wild. Yeah. What was um, what was that other question we got? I have I have several. I actually just oh. got some new listener questions 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 <laughs> in. Question. Excuse me, uh, <laughs> via our Instagram page. That's of course Cop Pod Official on Instagram. Um, I'll start with the one that came in first. We'll go in order. This is from and Tyler. Tell me if you know this person. A lot of these people who I don't know okay. will message the podcast podcast uh instagram and i don't know them this is user burnt underscore offerings from uh the band ancient torture techniques and deficit oh, uh brain- name is simone yeah simone, simone okay so yeah. this is from simone from brain hemorrhage records as well and he wanted us to ask you about he wanted a detailed story behind mgr recording an lp and ending up using that unreleased music as knuckle scraper which- <laughs> okay so 625 wanted to do a, a machine gun lp and okay. we were we were putting it together we had like 25 songs and um we had like all the music recorded and uh we got uh ryan in there to do to do his vocals and uh uh love the guy <laughs> love the guy but he he was very sidetracked uh i don't know so there was like no lyrics and he also like like I'm, I'm I've never been out to like make any of the bands that I'm starting from scratch as like a career by any means but mm-hmm. um you know I feel like everybody is ready to like have to put in some dough if they need to and uh, so that was also like no lyrics no money and we were like what the fuck is going on like so we were just like dude like you're not you're not <laughs> you're not cutting it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love the guy though I do love the guy Surge like me, Chris, and Mike. Like you know, Machine Gun was like you know at the core. Like the music was me and Mike, and then we had Bo in the mix, and it was like we're all we're all like down to do you know make the shit happen. And if someone needs to throw in a hundred bucks, you know whatever. Like, but everyone's got their shit together. Right? Yeah, was, was you know not over there with with the band. So mm-hmm. yeah, so so we. Uh, we were like, well, you know, we have all these songs and like, we really like playing together. And uh, we were like, fuck it. Let's just all, all three of us do vocals. Like, then let's, <laughs> this is a band now. And so again, like back to spaz, it was just like, yes. Like we'll call it band Knuckle Scraper. Sick name. Yeah. <laughs> Sick Very song. Sick name, yeah. <laughs> so it was just like, yeah, let's just do it. And then uh, Max, Max was like, okay, well, since, you know, uh, you guys are essentially a new band now, let's just do a seven inch first. So mm. we kind of, we kind of split up the recording you know, made, made a seven inch out of, we're going to do, uh, the second seven inch as a split with Uzi suicide on six, two, five, but knuckle scraper, I, we only played four shows and then it was like, Bo was so busy with insect. I was already living like near Dallas for school. And that's when I was doing insect and hatred surge. And it was like really hard to, again, do a long distance band and make all of that work. So we were kind of like, Oh, you know, Mike had other stuff going on too. So it was fine. It wasn't like a, God, this whole thing just like fell apart, but it was yeah. kind of like a, eh, you know, whatever. We got other stuff going on, so yeah. Yeah, uh, 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 amicable kind of like decision in a sense where it just, you know, it just happens. It just yeah. happens. Yeah. 
Yeah, the vocalist was very sidetracked. We'll leave it at that. I don't, I don't know if when Simone asked for a detailed description, if he was hoping for uh, more de- <laughs> more details than that, but uh, we're not going to share them regardless. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think I've, I've, I've talked to Simone, and I think I think he's he's been in touch with Ryan. I the see. Past okay. Two, okay. And, and like I, th- I think uh, you know I it, it was it was a. Uh, I, I mean, I think, I think if, if we had done a machine and LP and like everything had been where it should have been, I think it probably would have been pretty cool, but that's all right. Yeah. People can <laughs> use their imaginations like I am. Cause I don't know these people. Um, so I do, I do have more, two more listener questions here. Okay. Should I get into this? Yeah. Let's do so it. this is from, uh, Kieran Pradhan. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, Lord help me. Um, he, I, th- I think it's a, he, um, Damn, I'm fucking up today a little bit. But uh, so this person wanted me to ask you if you could uh, speak about your time in Iron Age and how it affected or influenced your approach to writing music. Is this something you discussed prior to my arrival? We have not discussed Iron Age. Oh, that is a big question then. Yeah. Yeah. um, So uh, I, I met I met Wade in like 2003 something like that when he he had just moved to like the San Marcos area, which is right outside of Austin. Um, for school and uh, he'd started playing in a, a, a hardcore band from that area called Far From Breaking who Powerbutt had played some shows with in the past so we all kind of knew each other and uh, like not long after that you know Wade started Iron Age with Jason from Far From Breaking and uh, I saw them a few times and you know picked up the demo and was just like you know these guys are this is this is some this is some good shit that's happening right here you know mm-hmm um so yeah after after their lp came out uh they had a kind of a a few a few guitar players here and there and then wade was really trying to find someone that could you know tour and stuff and i really wanted to be on tour like all the time so that was that was how you know i exited insect warfare it was like insect wasn't going to be like a heavy touring band um Mm -hmm. so i was like i just want to be on the road like i don't want to be just working a whatever job to play every once in a while i just want to be fucking out there so uh yeah iron age even iron age uh and like seeing the way wade like wrote music uh he was very like very very meticulous and particular and like almost like a composer as far as like being very serious about you know the a parts here the b parts here we've got to have a c part that repeats you know it was very like plotted out you know and like uh I guess like a lot of what I had been writing for a long time, um, you know, I was even saying, you know, I'd start with drums first, there'd even be times where I would just kind of base a song around like a drum, a drum line. Like I'd record like, oh, I'm, I'm just kind of have an idea of a song and I'd record the drums and be like, okay, what am I hearing in my head that like is like syncing up with, you know, what I want, mm-hmm. you know, happening on the kid. So uh, yeah, I mean, I weighed like, was definitely a very huge influence on writing you could tie it back to human overdose being like playing with playing with Wade and Iron Age and playing with Chris and Mammoth Grinder, like uh-huh. just like guys who can like craft a tune, you know, like these guys like know how to write music and like I don't know, just being around these this group of talented people all the time, like you know, Mike Sharp included, like all of that had like a you know huge influence on on writing for sure. I feel like human overdose like I remember even playing it for Wade after we recorded it. And he was like, he would hear a part and be like, 
oh, that should probably be on the new man's grand record, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, and I was like, I don't know. It's just kind of like stuff, stuff's coming out of me and it's sounding like, we'll put it here and I'll put it there. Whatever. But, but I feel like human overdose uh, probably has a lot to do with playing in Iron Age as far as like uh, Wade really had a good idea of like um, referencing, self-referencing throughout an LP, which is like something I really like when I, I, I like when a band records an album, you know, like, yeah, agreed. Uh, we've talked about this before. Big more people should do that. Yeah. I, I mean, some people will say stuff like, Oh, it kind of sounds like it's the same song over and over again. I'm like, I think you're kind of hung up on one thing and that's all you can hear, but yeah, for I don't sure. know. Yeah. It's like, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, and even me having a background in uh, playing classical music in junior high through, college is like also kind of a you want to you want to hear a good theme you know a recurring theme. yeah yeah you know, it's like that's what a riff is you know we're like this shit's stuck in my head because it's, a, it's an earworm you know so my uh yeah. my favorite one my probably my favorite band gas chamber from buffalo um throughout their I'm discography i wanted to run in for oh, cover shirt, by the way oh <laughs> fuck yes oh my uh, i wish dude i I've tried to get a running for cover shirt like so bad and I've tried to like find more gas chamber shirts and I, I seriously can't. And it makes me I, mad because I, I lost one. Yeah. I guess, uh, um, yeah, they printed some up when gas chamber played in Texas. And so I got, I got this running for cover. I was like, yes, nice. <laughs> but, oh. I never got to see them, but man. But also, also one of the, the best Buffalo bands, best Western New York bands ever exist. Like yeah. that, the, the, I, I used to love the LP like the most, but lately the demo and the seven inch is like, this is, this is what like that stuff is what I think kids should listen to Dude, for like, yes, cause yes, that is like yes. power violence. That is so like tangentially close to hardcore. Like there are so many moments on the demo where it's like, if someone played that riff, I would just like beat the shit out of someone. Whoever, <laughs> I would just go off. Cause I don't know. Uh, Dave Bailey, and Patrick can like, in my opinion, do no wrong. Like, I agree. I fully agree. Um, but gas chamber, they have that one. Patrick has that one baseline mm-hmm. that, like, throughout the entire discography, he plays multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really like, yes, it is. We think that it's annoying. Like maybe people would the reoccurring motif as maybe uh, to put an artistic perspective. Um, for like a band would be kind of lame with like a hardcore band but like i think it's actually sick like yeah it's like i just watched halloween again yesterday and it's like they play the theme they play multiple themes like multiple times like when the fucking halloween theme comes on you don't go ah, i've heard this like, oh, it's like the third time i've heard this what the hell like no you go okay this is this is this is hype we're getting there like something's <laughs> happening i just had a funny thought because i i uh watched blue velvet for the millionth time on friday i was revisiting it i'm imagining a guy getting mad because that song keeps being played in the movie because that's like <laughs> it's the title of the movie he's like why did she keep singing this fucking song <laughs> what, this, bitch, this bitch should learn to sing something else learn to, like do some sinatra something nice i you know i've heard this one before <laughs> i've been watching i watched a bunch of early carpenter stuff recently because uh, there's another nice. podcast i like called blank check where they cover like auteur directors and so they've been doing carpenter and like dude that I, I got to see carpenter play in like 2015 Ooh, no 2016 nice. fuck <laughs> it's so cool man like that's a guy like where you're just like this guy is just like i don't 
he's a genius he's like a oh, total, for sure a total fucking genius yeah oh, yeah Absolutely. do that uh that assault on precinct 13th music i mean that that's also that thing when that comes in you're like yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of good a lot of good tips you know, here in this episode folks yeah I, good, like, I, I hope everybody with a band is is listening because some of this stuff like i said the thing about having motifs on an album i've been like screaming that from the rooftops for a long time i think that's like so so important that um so important that murderer lp yes um, yeah. i don't know if you've heard that band. I, haven't, I have not heard that it's no. um uh, like crazy spirit dudes I think some of them, I don't know what combination of that clique of New York City guys it is, but it's like New York City punk guys involved with like Toxic State Records. And I'm not sure how to describe what the music's like. It's pretty, it's weird because it's like pretty straightforward power chord punk stuff, but like with some keyboards. So it's a little, it's not like death rock, but it has a spooky kind of energy to it. Uh-huh. And the, the lyrics are all these this is the other thing that there is a thematic thread to it. The lyrics are all about like romantic slash sexual obsession. And they're, Uh, they're very simple, straightforward lyrics. They're not like explicit, but they dig into your head and there's like uh, lyrical stuff that gets repeated. There's musical stuff that gets repeated. And it's, it's one of the more impressive things I've heard from the past few years for that reason. Uh, And it's cool that they, 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 the concept and parts of the execution are very ambitious, but the music itself is like super simple power chord stuff and they make it work. So like, yeah, there's like a lot like of the best of both worlds, kind of yeah, a lot of like layering, layering the production is odd too. Yeah. If you stripped it, if you stripped it down, yeah, very simple, but I don't know, sometimes simple really works. And I think they're just, that's the kind of band where it shows you that like you can do a lot with a little. Yeah. Like, well, the music matches the themes too, because they're talking, true. There's something stark about like that sort of like obsession with a person like it sort of cuts to your bones, so to speak. Anyone who's experienced anything like that on either side of it kind of knows what uh, I mean by that, I think. So having a sort of straightforward musical component makes sense, which I'm not trying to harp on that album. I'm just saying in general, if you have like a message, if you have something you want to say or a way you want to make people feel with your album, which you should. Yeah. Uh, try to make it uh, make everything congruent, make all the component parts match up because that's how yeah. you can act- that's how you can actually do that for somebody. Don't just make like a, a punk mixtape, like uh, where it's just tracks, like make an album. I don't know if you can, nothing yeah, wrong with a mixtape too, but you know, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, you want to like, I don't know, like you want to like live in that like 20 minutes of space and just be like, exactly, this, yeah, like, exactly. this is where I am right now, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. but yeah, exactly. Agreed. Absolutely. Any, uh, we got more listener questions. We have one more. Do you have more stuff? Uh, Wait, before that, yeah, before ahead, that, the running for cover seven inch, that human ruins. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Like I, that, that, okay. So when, when machine gun did the first tour, <coughs> the first West coast, tour, West coast tour, um, I brought the hatred surge demo with me to play for max. Cause we were staying with, with max at his place. In oh, Texas. okay. Yeah. So like it, that was like him hearing it for the first time. He's like, okay, let's do a fucking record then. You know, I was like, yes. And then he was like, here's here's some other stuff I've got, you know, about to come out. And it was <laughs> it was the it was that running for cover seven inch and I think the second threatener seven inch. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> how do I how do I even like like I like this this is like what is happening right now? This shit yeah. is crazy. Like the, those oh my god. But that yeah, that running for cover seven inch, man. That I that's that's the one I think I. I go to the most it's just mm-hmm. like especially patrick's vocals on that it's just like oh my god yeah monster it's like that 
when I hear power, when I listen to like power violence and like hard, we'll say just extreme hardcore. That's what I like. My one band, I'm I hallucination realize it's like, yeah, we're like extreme hardcore. Like, I don't even want to say we're power violence. Some people like um, have a hang up on that. Yes. Um, and we don't have a bass player. I am also a weirdo who thinks that like, I don't think you can play power violence without a bass player necessarily. Sometimes you can like iron, iron lung is, but like, I think with the way we're doing it, like we would need like that full, like force to be, I think we're more in that like grind violence, like area right now. But I was like, we're just, we're just kind of fucking crazy hardcore band. Like that, when I hear that kind of stuff, whatever it is, I want to hear angry vocals like yes. and Patrick's vocals on that, like exemplify, like I, I don't want to, I don't care. Like growly stuff mm. like is what is cool and fine, but like <sighs> just having someone scream. Someone like, can belt it out. Like you, talking is, about that, you, you said the first band you said when you were talking about 80s hardcore's negative approach. And it's like, mm-hmm. yes, John Brandon's vocals are like, no one else was doing that. No one else was yelling like him at that time. No. It was like, holy yeah. fuck. Yeah, it's just like... Some people, might, uh, some people might uh, attest, uh, might disagree with that. And um, uh, I think they're <laughs> wrong. Like, so, I had a friend <laughs> who said that, like, uh, the singer of Die Kreutzen was, like, crazier oh. sounding than yeah, John. I mean, but, like, was, yeah. I kind of agree, but I would say, like, if you, listen to the sounding, neg- if you listen to the negative approach stuff that was, like, live in, like, 83, 84, he sounds mm. uh, insane. He like sounds insane. Yeah, he sounds yes. like un- unstable. There's other like really yeah. crazy vocalists. Like Pusshead's vocals are nuts, but they don't sound like angry in the way that Brandon's yeah. right. do. Yeah, yeah. Even like yeah, yeah like Spring at SSD is doing like a weird, crazy, unhinged thing, but he doesn't sound like pissed like that. Yeah. I guess the only other one, but he probably came. I don't know that for sure. Might have been after negative approach. I, Choke is up there. Choke sounds pissed, but not as yes. he doesn't. He doesn't sound pissed and crazy like Brett John Brandon does. Like oh, he yeah. doesn't have he doesn't have both, and that's uh, really important for yeah. the st- the broad style of music that you guys are talking about here. Yeah, but uh, running for cover, listen to him if you ha- if you haven't. Yeah, if you've never heard them, fuck. Yeah, I'll probably put a link in there because it's like. I don't know that yeah, I haven't okay, listened to them is, in years. I was probably a teenager, uh, so I need to revisit that too. I got a list. I put it. I brought out the seven inch. Cool. Um, cool. I was going to listen to it earlier. <laughs> didn't get a chance to. Um, what do you, what else you got here? Jake? I, I have one more from uh flesh shuddering on Instagram. Oh, um, Caleb, I believe buddy. Caleb is this, this is your buddy, Caleb. Okay. Well, your buddy Caleb like owes us a Patreon subscription when the time comes. Cause I'm okay. actually, I'm going to ask this question. Uh, he, uh, per Caleb's request, you got to ask every guest what their favorite Taco Bell menu item is. That's all I have. Okay. So <laughs> we'll, st- we'll start with you. Do you have a favorite? Uh, I think like probably longest running thing they've had for a while. Uh, especially when I was like not eating meat for a while was the cheesy bean and rice burrito. Like that's kind of an easy go-to like this thing's going to fill me up and be awesome. <laughs> it's going to do its thing. Yeah. 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 That, is that one of the cheap ones too? Is that in the value menu? Yeah, yeah I think it's like a dollar or, or, you know, a little more than a dollar. Damn. Is it's, there, a, it's a substantial log of food. <laughs> sounds kind of good. Yeah. Is there um like a tour? You've toured a lot. Is there like a tour item go to that you like always have like an at either with a certain city or something like that? Like tour delicacies. Like for me, whenever I go out of town, if we go to Pittsburgh or like Pennsylvania or something like that, 
Always got to stop at Sheets. Oh, yeah. Favorite place. I want to go to Texas to go to Bucky's again because I love Bucky's. Do you have anything like that that you like uh, always got to go to and check out if you can? Um, Yeah. I mean, uh, I feel like uh, anytime we went through um, uh, Tennessee, there's a place in Memphis called RP Tracks. And like, it's like one of the only like known, I guess, like vegetarian spots there. And like, so that was always like a, even though I'm from Texas and like nachos are like Tex-Mex food is like, you know, just that's, that's the stuff. But yeah. so other, I feel like, you know, the more North you go, sometimes you run into stuff. that's not as, not as hot, but they have these like barbecue tofu nachos that are just like, yeah, that's, that's the thing to get while you're, while you're out there. But then like, uh, I mean, goddamn, there's, uh, there's a spot in Chicago, uh, that's a, a metal burger place called Kuma's Corner and they have like they name all their burgers after metal bands but it's a fucking it's a brutal burger it's Ooh. like good it's good yeah uh Shit. nice trying to think of other spots uh there's a hilarious spot in the like midwest <laughs> i think we would eat at as a joke like called taco john's and it was like <laughs> just gross man but like the some of the people up there would be like you gotta go to taco john so you know we'd hit it up and be like this is disgusting but i guess we'll just have it just like we're in we're in, you know we're in minnesota let's get taco john's or something like that. i was gonna say just the midwest is a hilarious spot uh not a hilarious <laughs> spot in the west no I'm kidding kidding no no i mean i I consider Western New York part of the Midwest, but that's another story. Um, Might as well be. Uh, well. Also, we have a, t- there is a place called Taco John's here. It's technically called John's Tex-Mex and it's, oh, it's yeah. a different place. But when you said that, I thought of the, the local, like meh Mexican place myself, yeah. but yeah, we don't got a lot of good Mexican. This is not the place for that. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, man, I don't know. There, there's, to, there's a thing about Tex-Mex that I think a lot of people can't, they can't get it other places i don't know why even though it seems like it's like oh everyone should be able to do this but yeah there's a yeah, like, there's a good taco spot in buffalo but like they're always so much more expensive i mean i would say expensive but like you know if i'm getting like we'll say street tacos yeah you know i'd like to not pay like four dollars a taco right which is right. kind of a lot yeah yeah there's that's the thing about like i feel like especially in, in texas like you can hit up like you can hit up so many spots where you're getting a ton of food for under like under like nine dollars, eight dollars. You know, you're getting a giant fucking plate of food. Yeah, the first time we played Texas, um, we just like literally went up the street from the venue, uh, venue, and we're just like, let's get tacos here. And it was like yeah. the first time we ever had like legit like tacos, and it was it was amazing. Like 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 a legit like El Pastor and like yeah. Yep. carnitas and all that stuff yeah it's not that's not I, like, I feel like a lot of people up north don't really know what that's about yeah. no i haven't done it in texas i i did i was in san diego for work once and i got to have like the tijuana style street tacos el pastor mm-hmm. which are like the little teeny tiny ones but that yeah. was that was really they're delicious good, yeah they're delicious yeah, yeah you just yeah. eat like eight of them yeah it's sweet yeah. <laughs> well i think i'm kind of done on questions i don't know like i don't really have much um yeah just double check here um i think that's kind of it we went through we went over a lot today we went kind of over the history of hatred surge um i guess maybe a final question um yeah would you do you plan on making more music with hatred surge now that you kind of are kind of have some shows and stuff like that line up 
Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's something that we had talked about, but I don't know. I don't know if we'll actually do it. I mean, it's kind of a, uh, like I was saying earlier about being all being in the same room at the same time, being a band that lives in the same city and has a practice space together and does shit all the time. Like, uh, I mean, I only live about, you know, 20, 30 minutes from Mike. Um, but you know, Chris is in Philly and like the band as the band, you know, was me, Mike and Chris, like as a constant thing, you know, we were all living in Austin together and like had a practice space and we were practicing like twice a week and stuff. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's possible, I guess, you know, I mean, we're playing these shows and I don't know how many shows we'll play. I kind of, mm-hmm. I don't want to like, I don't really want to make like plans. I'm certainly not, I'm not going on tour by any mm-hmm. means. Like if, if we're playing any shows, it's going to be like a here and there kind of thing. But yeah, as far as new music, it could be possible, but I don't know. <laughs> it depends on what the, what the cards are in or whatever yeah, the, the mean, saying is. What the cards are in. What the cards, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever the classic the saying. I got, I got, I got cards in my wallet, boy. <laughs> no, man, you know where they're at. Me and Mike, me and Mike, you know, when I moved back here, um, we, we've jammed here and there and like kind of just played around with riffs that I have and songs and stuff. And yeah, there's a couple that Mike was like, yeah, that's a search song. Like, so it's like, mm. it's, it, it could happen if we felt like, you know, really, you know, doing the work <laughs> yeah now you I, it'll be fun to see you guys i mean i'm really excited since i've i've never got to see you guys ever um oh, and that the lineup that i'm going to for that date is like beyond like i've been wanting to see iron lung fucking forever too so yeah. to be able to also see you guys iron lung and scapegoat and then compassion and then uh, some other bands who i can't remember what they are right now um that's gonna be sick. And it's gonna be wild, yeah. Yeah, and and at St. Vitus too, which is a great venue. Have you ever been there, Jake? I was gonna say I've I've been hearing about this place for years. I know about it. I have never been there. I don't believe. No, I have been. I was thinking of a different. Thinking of the Archeron. That one I went to once or twice, but I never St. Vitus. I haven't been to. I heard it's it's sweet. It's cool. I, yeah, I actually I don't know if I've been to St. Vitus. I kind of feel like I haven't. I feel like I've played that that Sonar place in Baltimore, and in my head, for some reason, it seems like a similar venue, mm. but I don't I don't know. Mm. No, it's it's a sick place. So I think it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, well, I, I guess yeah. uh, any final words for our listeners, Alex? Um, I don't. Uh, thanks <laughs> for. I guess like thanks for the questions. Uh, thanks thanks to you guys for wanting to do this. Um, shit i mean this is this has been this has been a cool cool chat uh i guess listen to uh listen to running for cover <laughs> check yeah, out yeah. gas chamber check out solutions like anything that like yeah patrick and dave have laid their what do you hands um, on <laughs> what do you think of the last gas chamber release have you I listened like to it? it yes okay yes uh oh, i that it's seeing them live i feel like that, that they're that like seals the deal as far as like oh fuck like these guys are out of control yeah they they literally i've probably mentioned this on the podcast i mentioned it before on social media for sure but like gas chamber the last time i saw them is like the reason why one of my bands broke up and then we formed a different band like oh, that's why we nice. formed our one band we played pretty poorly and then it was like them with uh matt from endless blockade on vocals Oh, opening wow. up yeah, for yeah. full of howl in the body doing a collab so it's like this is like the closest i'm getting to see in the, the endless blockade kind of mm-hmm. and like it was one of the most bonkers sets 
like I'd ever seen just like never stopping playing music yeah. and like it's like this is what every band should do like don't even stop to like don't say your name don't <laughs> stop make sure all your songs go into each other and like just be and then just be done but yeah yeah I agree man I do just just get up there and just do your thing that's it yeah no fucking around just play the shit, play the shit. <laughs> all right thank you for listening folks this has been the kings of punk podcast mm-hmm. i'm one of your hosts tyler hammer and uh this is jake razor here at one more i want to say thank you for coming on alex i appreciate it uh sorry i was oh, late everybody time. uh the listeners probably can't hear it but these guys are probably both seeing that i have the sniffles very badly Uh-oh. so i apologize <laughs> for that i'm i don't have covid i'm not doing coke i have allergies it's normal uh and uh yeah thanks everybody for listening and thank you for coming on alex and thank you to everyone who submitted questions so i appreciate it thanks you guys Oh, no.